Oh man. Well, I mean, um, other than that, I think if we want to start this whole thing off, Troy, uh, yeah, with you giving a little bit about yourself, uh, a little bit about how you came to start Earth Story, what your inspiration is, what you've learned from it, and really anything else that you uh, want to get off your chest, and then we can get the ball rolling. Yeah, absolutely. Are we uh, rolling already? Yeah, I'm recording. Okay, cool, cool. Um, yeah, so my name's Troy. Uh, I started Earth Story April 2017 um, and just really was inspired by Anthony Bourdain's Parts Unknown and wanted to create a uh, travel series, a travel series based on uh, humanity. Apologies for the puppy. It's fine. <laughs> you can hear him. He's a little crazy. Uh, but yeah, I just wanted to start a travel series documenting my travels and um, kind of taking uh, my favorite stories like Lord of the Rings or The Witcher, you know, all these fantasy worlds that uh, I grew up on and fell in love with and kind of bring those elements into uh, an actual physical journey. So I've been doing mm -hmm. that for about... Uh, Let's see, that would be almost four, four years now or four years in April and uh, no plans on stopping. <laughs> no plans on stopping at all. Yeah, please don't because your films are amazing, man. And uh, Thank you, man. Appreciate you. I can see why because when I'm watching it, I'm like, uh, I'm like, these are so cinematic. Like they're very movie like, you know, like uh, very dramatic. So I can. So do you seem do you like um, get inspiration from these blockbuster movies and kind of like try to uh, put that into your video, um, your essence of your video, like the one you just put out, uh, was it yesterday with black sales that you incorporated into it? Oh yeah. Nice. You saw that. <laughs> yeah. Like that was great, man. I thought that was just like, you, you're, you have a knack for editing. So, uh, yeah, definitely Thank please you, don't stop. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Awesome. I don't plan on it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I told myself like, even if I get zero subscribers for like the rest of my life, I don't care. I'm going to keep doing this. Um, yeah, yeah totally. Yeah. To answer like your first question, uh, movies and games and I, I mean like everything inspires me, but most especially, you know, pirates and wizards. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> yeah. The fun stuff. <laughs> elves and rangers. Cause like, I really <laughs> wanted to figure out a way to bring mythology, uh, and like the hero's journey to real life. So yeah, the series is, is definitely like over dramatized. You know, like I try to make everything epic, but then balance it out with some humor and then mm. also some like humanitarian documentaries where like I'm not part of it, but mm -hmm. I guess the audience kind of knows like, well, it's still Troy filming this. So um, they kind of consider it as like part of the adventure. Mm. I got I really, yeah, yeah, I got really, um, well, I mean, I just got so inspired by other YouTubers, uh, like in that pirate episode, uh, for those uh, who haven't watched, I sailed with um, Dylan McGaster, who is a uh, tiny house and van life YouTuber. And I started watching him before I even started traveling. So that was like a really crazy full circle to like live with him on his sailboat for two months and sail the Mediterranean. And I got so inspired by like just the YouTube community in general. And I guess like the online creator community, this like free market entirely uh like no gatekeeper new mm -hmm. kind of media world we we find ourselves in and i'm like like this this is big and it's so amazing to see just like unbridled creativity and mm -hmm. i wanted to figure out a way to like marry my love of cinema and i went to film school so take that knowledge and then put it together with vlogs basically and and youtube stuff mm-hmm uh, yeah, that's what's awesome about the, the time that we're alive in is if you really want to do something, you can do it. <laughs> like yeah. there's really nobody stopping you in, you know, living in 
the Western world, America, the free world, quote unquote. It's like if you have a dream and you have the right skills, uh, nobody's stopping you. You can like if you. So what was your inspiration to starting this whole thing that you just were watching other people do? And you said, wait a sec, I can do that, too. Yeah, uh, I think it was like a culmination of a lot of different things. I was like about uh, a semester away from graduating college and I was uh, going for like a film and finance degree. And I was like done with film semester away from finishing finance. I was like really good at investing and had like a pretty, pretty sweet job at the time. And I was like, damn, like I, I mean, I can technically like buy, you know, most things that I want, but I'm like not really happy. And like, I don't really understand why. And then watched Anthony Bourdain's show, started watching some travel YouTubers, took some of my own trips. And I think it was, I went to Sedona. Uh, it was like my first solo trip that I went somewhere. Mm-hmm. I just got bit with the, with the travel bug. Like all of my resources went into like two backpacking trips through Europe that year. And then just, I was on the last night of the second one, I was sitting in my, uh, on my bed in my uh, hostel room in Budapest. And I was like, man, how do I make this a full-time lifestyle? Because as it stands, like, you know, doing the Euro trip backpacking thing is a little expensive. And I saw a couple of van life videos and I was like, all right, I'm going to get a van and uh, just travel for as long as I can experience this, uh, this crazy, crazy world that I thought I knew, you know, I thought I was like some important person in this world when I was just living my normal life in Vegas. And uh, I was like, nah, man, I, I don't, I don't really know anything. And, mm-hmm. and even just like the next town over is so vastly different. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it's just endless. And I kind of got, <laughs> got lost in the curiosity of just seeing what's out there. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. So you think it like one of the biggest things it gave you is like a perspective on how small you are in this world and how many people there are and how many different situations and uh, what your place is kind of like humbling, like a humbling experience. Yeah. 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 Super humbling. Very, very humbling. Especially like when I don't know, like I, I went to mostly cities in Europe and I was like, yeah, I mean, I've, you know, been in London for four days or whatever, but like, I, I don't know anything about this place. Mm-hmm. Like I can say I saw it, but like, if you were to ask me today, I'd be like, no, I have no idea what England is like. I barely know what London is like. And so I think it was that realization that I was like, okay, no matter how long I travel, I'm never going to be able to fully, fully know a place. And so I better get started now and just do, you know, see as much as I can and talk to people and understand where I'm at. Uh, wherever I'm going to just get a feel of like the heart and soul of, of so many cities that are like legendary, you know, like such history and art and culture and everything. Mm. And there's, there's so many, there's so many places in the world. Yeah. It's just mind blowing. Yeah. (laughs) It really is. is. Yeah. Yeah. I know what you mean. It's just too big. There's just too, it really is. There's just too many people in the world. (laughs) There's just too many places and it's just to even because can you imagine like traveling to every single metropolis on earth? It's just, there's too many to even keep up with. Like, how could you even conceptualize that? It's just like, how many different um, countries have you been to? Would you say? Um, I mean, if we're going just purely off of numbers and and not intimacy here, (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think, uh, Maybe around like 25, I think 25 at the high end and like, that's a good number, 18, 18 at the low end. 
I would say that's a decent number, more than most people. But it, but uh, uh, compare that to the amount of like places that you can actually go in the world. That's actually nothing. Yeah, it's nothing. Like I, <laughs> I've seen like point zero one percent of like even France. You know, just like walking around the streets of Paris is like yeah. <laughs> It's still more than most people yeah 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 it is it is it's it's a lot more than most people i'm I'm like crazy crazy grateful that you know i get the opportunities to to do this Mm -hmm. do you think it gave you like a like a sense of purpose like what is your reasoning for wanting to do this you think deep down yeah well i mean i don't know if i no that wasn't in the earth story episode it was uh in an instagram post and uh pretty much my whole life like up until 23 or 24 when i was about to graduate college i was like terrified i had no idea what my purpose was i like i picked a couple uh surface level purposes that i thought like okay this is really important to me but i mean it was always just to like escape the fact that i really didn't know and then yeah after like that trifecta of events uh being inspired by YouTube, traveling for the first time and watching Bourdain's Parts Unknown show, I was like, okay, like this is this is what I want to do for the rest of my life. Hmm. No, like hands down, no questions asked. And um, so, yeah, I think it was like discovering a pathway to uh, the world of cinema and like why I loved it rather than like slaving away in LA as like an actor or a screenwriter, which was my plan. Uh, and then I was like, oh, like I can do acting writing directing costume design set design cinematography like all the roles uh with a youtube channel and you can build a really good following and build a pretty decent living and like i got to have a hand in in all these different parts so yeah it was definitely like finding that that path of like man what what do i love the most and like what do i really really want to do mm-hmm. um and then for the next 50 years, a hundred years or whatever. And that mm-hmm. was it. Yeah. Mm. That's pretty cool, man. Yeah. I mean, it seems to me like you're living the life. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> I, I feel very lucky. <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like incredibly blessed to be able to do exactly what I want to do uh, every single day, like every minute of the day. And mm. um, that was like the biggest goal for uh, 2021 and 2020. And um, man, I like, I've, I, write every single day in like a morning journal and every day I'm like, damn it. Like I cannot believe that I get to just spend every second of my day, like pursuing the things that I want most. And I don't have to do anything that I, in my mind, think of as, as useless to my, my path. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. You probably wouldn't have that feeling if you were still, you know, what would you say? You were like a financial advisor or something. Uh, I was, a, uh, I was doing like investing and I was a finance oh. uh, major. So I was, yeah. was going to go into like, yeah, financial advising, basically. You probably yeah. have a lot more money, but I don't think yeah. <laughs> you'd be happier. Like, no, you wouldn't have that not. fulfillment. Yeah, no, absolutely not. I, I don't know what would have happened, but I definitely would not have been a happy camper after 10 years, 20 years. Mm. Yeah, that would have been good. I think a lot of happiness comes from us exploring our creativity, like our innate creativity that I think everybody has in life personally i mean we all yeah different aspects like some people are you know absolutely insanely creative and there some people may be creative in like painting a picture or doing film or making music whatever it is and just different facets of it but just the simple fact of just exploring our own creativity this it does something for the soul you know it just does something for us our our whole being 
And if you can do that while also making it like literally your life, hey man, like it's a great life, you know, it's awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I heard this really interesting thing uh, recently where somebody was like, create like there are no creative people. Like everybody's creative. It's it's an emotion that you feel. It's an emotion like happiness or anger because, you know, creativity doesn't mean you got to pick up a paintbrush and, and paint a picture. It's mm -hmm. like, it's a muscle and it's an emotion. And it's definitely something that, I mean, I know how much happiness it brings to me. And so I think if everybody just exercised their, uh, their creativity muscle in, in whatever way they wanted, I, yeah, it's, uh, I mean, I think it relates most back to like play, you know, like when we're kids, we're running around and we have like our imagination is just firing on all cylinders and, and we can have fun with uh, a pile of dirt and a couple sticks and suddenly we're like uh, knights defending a castle. Mm -hmm. And like, to me, like that's, that's creativity. And that's also like the reason I wanted to pursue earth story was because I just like, I missed that feeling as a kid and I wanted to, to chase that again. Mm, like a sense of exploration and like innocence in a way. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Most definitely. And like, you know, traveling the world and exploring the really complex situations that I can find myself in. It's like, Obviously, it requires a certain degree of maturity, but I, I think there's a lot to be said about a world that's also lost its, you know, inner child uh, as for, for the most part, you know, or in, in certain ways as a mm -hmm. whole. And so like exploring the world in like those two kind of uh, realms of thought uh, has, yeah, I love it. I mean, you know, it's, it seems to have been effective mm. so far. <laughs> I, at least I hope I'm, I'm like pioneering some some decent formula. We'll see in 20 years, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think you definitely, it's already shown, man. It doesn't have Thank to be you, 20 dude. years. It's this, uh, yeah, it's like you pretty much created your own niche travel channel in a way. You know what I mean? It's just like a huh. cinematic, like, it's just like a, I don't know. It, you know how like you put on the travel channel and you see, like the Anthony Bourdain, uh, you're, that's you. This is the 21st century Anthony Bourdain. Like, you know what I mean? This is 2020. <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> Pretty much, you know, and just in like a, in a different so much. Yeah, real. totally. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so heavily inspired by him. And thank you, bro. That's that's the biggest compliment to me. I like, I'm, <laughs> I'm always, it's, it's funny. Like, I always have like the angel and the devil on my shoulder and they're both Anthony Bourdain. <laughs> like, I'm always like, he's always, it's usually the devil that's speaking and he's always saying something like you motherfucker, you better, you better eat that. But want to, and, and you better show your gratitude for to, to the people that are serving you right now. Mm -hmm. and, yeah. He's, he's a big inspiration. RIP to Anthony Bourdain. Yeah. Rest in peace, man. Rest in peace. He was a legend influenced so many people and, yeah, I mean, he's the only reason I got out and into the world. And God, my first trip, I was was like New York City, and I was just terrified. I was gonna get mugged the whole time. Oh yeah, yeah, uh, man. So what have you? All right, so you've traveled to twenty something countries and spoken to probably many, many people from all over the world. What do you think you've learned most about human beings? Like, what are some important lessons that you've learned from um, your travels and? your experiences with other people? Yeah. Uh, I guess like number one is that if you are taking the initiative, like you're always going to run into a good person. Mm. I mean, like when you're traveling, there are like travel scams uh, in a lot of different varieties or something you have to watch out for. But if you're just being friendly and open and like talking to people first, um, God, it's just like pure magic that, that comes out of those moments. 
of like people everywhere. Yeah. I mean, I would say like 99.9% of people are, are good people. And, uh, the only time you have to be, uh, a little wary is, um, at like train stations and airports. And if that's, if somebody comes up to you directly, but like, you know, once you're out of that zone, you're, you're solid. Like everyone is so kind and so ready to show you their city, their culture, their family. Like I've slept at, I think like two or three strangers houses after like meeting them, I don't know, an hour like an hour ago and then suddenly i'm like spending the night at their house and then the next day we're like soul family and it's just mm-hmm. really crazy to see how i don't know how, just how how amazing humans are like all over the world and it it doesn't really matter where you go like there there's so many good people who have incredible stories that man i could i could just like listen to people talk all day long and know that i wouldn't even get like a tiny tiny fraction of have the joy and wisdom that that's out there. Mm. That's great, man. Cause you're not going to get that story when you put it on the news. <laughs> no, 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 not usually. Not usually. And it's much better lived always. Right. Like yeah. any experience you, you, you go through, like that's, that's kind of funny. Like I, I have this thought all the time with this series. I'm like, man, like I, I'm expressing maybe 1% of how incredible my my travels were and i'm like i'm ne- like you're never going to be able to do it justice with video like it can be spectacular like a really spectacular video but it just it, it'll never equate to like what the experience was like in real life and that's why it's it's so cool to see people like message me on instagram like hey like i watched your channel a year ago and you inspired me to travel and now i've been like hitchhiking across Canada for the Mm. past two years. I've made so many best friends and done this and this and this. I'm like, holy shit. Like, you know, like you've done more than I have. And (laughs) that's just, that's incredible. Yeah. It's it's so cool. Yeah. That's what it's really about. It's just like the snowball effect of positive energy that it's the same idea of like you and Anthony Bourdain. Well, you're going to be the Anthony Bourdain to other people. And then, then the other people are going to be, you you know what i mean it's just like this yeah thing that just keeps going and going and it's just like you can't stop the positive energy flow it's it's an amazing thing you know it's because uh, you know like you said you don't care about if nobody watches the videos but there are going to be people that watch the videos and that are going to be and have been inspired by what yeah. you do and that's like you can't put a price tag on that or anything that for, for literally changing somebody's life and having them live a different way and then then it branches out with them and like I said, it's just like a, it's like a positive virus that you spread. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Happiness virus. Yeah. Yeah. That's no, the real virus to- we want. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> totally. Uh, totally exponential. Yeah. I think it was like Einstein that said uh, like ex- the exponential, whatever nature is like one of the things that humans uh, have the hardest time understanding, but it's like the most powerful force in the universe. It's totally true. You know? And like, that's why I, stuff like this, like, you know, being able to be like, Hey, let's do a podcast. Let's do it. Mm -hmm. And, uh, if we're getting in front of like one person or 10 or, or whatever, like everything is just so just instantly accessible Mm -hmm. and whatever you want to make, like you were saying, you know, you can do it and it it, like, it affects, affects so many people. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, it's incredible. I I watched a couple of your, uh, of your episodes. Um, I, first, I just wanted to say like, man, you're, you're so good at, uh, uh, making people feel comfortable and open and uh just like your uh, replies to people are so uh eloquent and well well thought out so i wanted to say you know like i appreciate that uh, about your work but um when did you start this whole like uh, podcast 
Yeah. Um, probably only like three, four months ago. Okay. Uh, not long ago at all, but I just had the inspiration one day because I was in a um, I was in a yoga teacher training class over Zoom, and because we couldn't meet because of the you know pandemic, and then uh, I was talking to this guy, and I was just it, like I was asking him questions like he was the teacher, and I was asking him questions, and I, I was like, wait, this is seems like an interview, <laughs> in the way that I'm kind of <laughs> asking him. I was like, wait a second, I can just do this myself and just reach out to people and just conduct my own interviews and here we are. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's, it's cool. Like how just like life turns out sometimes it's just like, um, just kind of fall into things, you know? And that's yeah. kind of what happened with me. I was like, Oh, this, this is working. This is cool. And yeah, you just honestly, that spark and follow it. Yeah, exactly, man. And I'm just doing it at this point, um, as a experience for like the same thing. I don't care if anybody really watches. I hope people are listening and watching. Yeah. That's great. And I appreciate that anybody that is, but at the end of the day, I just really wanted to have a conversation with you and kind of get to know you because you seem like a cool guy. And then if I keep that laid back, like non, it's like not informal kind of style, then I think that's like a formula that is, uh, can work, you know, it's just something that is just, uh, it's essentially, I kind of frame it like for me. And if anybody wants to join me along on the journey, they can join me, you know? It's, I like uh, that. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's kind of what you're doing too, right? Just in a different manner. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. I mean like definitely the old, uh, old ways of doing media are, uh, not, I wouldn't say dead, but like, it, you know, they have to change. And like now there's a whole spectrum, but I saw this really uh, interesting video from yes theory. I don't know if you're, uh, mm -hmm. no, I don't uh you've seen their channel, but I mean, they're like, they're pretty large. They've got like, like four or 5 million and, and they're doing, um, uh, like, I mean, you know, like really like shaky handheld footage, but it's like interesting content. And they covered this town where there was like uh, three or four alien abductions and oh. Netflix did an entire, entire, like, I think hour and a half documentary. But when yes, theory went in, they went in with like a group of their homies. It was like three or four of them. They all had cameras, but they're like holding them, you know, at, at chess level, really just not caring about, Oh, getting the perfect shot or anything like that. Uh, but really just talking to the person and the amount of emotion stories and uh, just like overall happiness that, that like these people who were abducted um, that they brought to the yes theory videos, they were like, wow, this is incredible. Like Netflix was here, but like, we're telling you guys so much more. And um, like, we really feel like, you know, you came here as friends mm. and uh, yeah, there's just so much, so much power in, in striking that balance, which is kind of like what I'm also trying to figure out with the YouTube channel. Cause I do love making things exceptionally cinematic and as beautiful as possible, but you do lose something when there's a massive crew and, you know, gaffers and lighting people and a sound guy and a massive camera, like mm -hmm. you lose something in the middle. And yeah. that's been really interesting to see and to like explore uh, mm -hmm. on the series. I think what you lose with that is authenticity. When you have yeah. all the sh like all the, that equipment and you're just trying to set up the perfect shot and you know just like just too much going on. Like when you just it's just you and a camera just trying to create a story and talk to people, or just show something simple and it's just literally just your vision and not anybody else's. That's authentic. Like and it's something that you just want to make. And I think that's something that people really want to see. That's what I want to see. At least I want to see something that's real and authentic. Mm -hmm. um, and I don't think there's anything wrong with 
over editing. I don't think your videos are over edited. It's just, uh, I don't think this, I think that's cool. Like, like that doesn't make it less authentic because it's still your formula. You know what I mean? It's still your mm -hmm. thing. And it's like, it's still authentic. Like it's, it's real. And like the, the clips that you include are authentic in it. You know what I mean? And so I don't think there's anything, I know what you mean. Like you have to ride the line between like too much. Uh, but I don't think you're on that at all. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You have that good formula going, which whatever it is, I don't know what it is. The Troy Ozuna formula. <laughs> Troy Ozuna formula. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, um, well, I mean, I think what I've realized with everything, it's like, everything's kind of on a spectrum, you know, like sexuality, political views. Um, mm -hmm. and like this same thing too, like, uh, a, you know, film studio, multi-million dollar stuff and somebody recording something with a cell phone mm -hmm. and, um, yeah, it's been like really cool to explore, explore that, that spectrum. Yeah. That's the new wave is just like, like I said, you can do whatever you want. You could literally travel, like do what you're doing with a cell phone. Like you don't need equipment. You could like, if you, there's so much possibility that people have nowadays with just a phone, it's crazy, yeah. man. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's really so insane. Yeah. It's what a time to be alive. It's not yeah. <laughs> like you could literally do whatever you want. And I mean, TikTok is, is such a great example of that. And like, I don't know, I, I, I'll riff about technology and history and art and philosophy. Like I, like I said, I'm inspired by it all, but it's really cool to see TikTok blow up and you have people creating such huge platforms that they can, you know, pay for a house yeah. by just re recording videos. I think there's this one, uh, this one lady in China that just like records uh, people with great fashion, but she sits on a bench for an hour, records, and she'll put together the best ones. I think that's mm -hmm. like one a day, and that's her job. Or there's another dude in New York who like will see somebody on the subway, do a sketch of them, give it to them, and you know, like these people are building massive, massive it's platforms. It's crazy. Of if you're creative enough and you think there's a niche that you can fill just go for it. Cause like those mm -hmm. things that you just told me right there, I would have never thought in a million years right? that, yeah. that, that is possible. But then when you say it actually, like you explain to me that it's working, I'm like, Oh, that makes sense. But if there's, I think like those things come to each individual, like there's that, there's a certain inspiration in each individual where, you know, you can either listen to your intuition and go, go with your gut and follow your dreams or whatever that is, maybe um, sketching random strangers or um, you know, whatever, whatever your niche is, I think it's important. Like we get, like we talked about before to explore your creativity because now is the time the 2021 is, it's like, if you there, like we talked about, man, there's like no boundaries. <laughs> you can do it. If you really have it in you, in your gut, just do it, just try it. And it's yeah. okay to fail. I think that the, the problem is people are afraid to fail, but it's okay. That's how we learn. And that's how we grow. Cause I, I can imagine you've took, you've taken some L's in your life, right? Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, I've yeah, taken plenty of, of L's too, yeah. but like that, that's what makes the W's even better is you have to take the L's, you have to. And, and from, if you don't, but they don't, I don't even think they're L's. Yeah, they're just, either. they're just learning experiences. Um, they're only L's if you don't learn from them, you know? And yeah. then from there you just, you you use that and create a beautiful life you just can't be afraid man fear holds people back it really does yeah and it's it's not about like getting rid of the fear either like mm -hmm. 
before every single video, I'm like sweating and like mm -hmm. anxious to even touch my computer. And I'm, I'll like go cry for like 10 minutes. I'm like, <laughs> all right, just like, let's, let's get to it. Let's, let's put together all these crazy amount of clips and let's just get to it. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, I mean, like kind of with everything in life, I'm like, all right, like the fear is, is going to be there, but I, I know what the feeling is like on the other side of that. And that's way more important. Yeah. It's like exactly. getting to the other side of it is, is so exhilarating. And mm -hmm. um, yeah, that's what I've been trying to focus on in the past few years. Yeah. So yeah. You either win or get learned. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's good. <laughs> so was there something that acted as a catalyst that enabled you to want to change up your life and not live the quote unquote normal life? Like, was there just like a, a wake up call, an awakening, some kind of enlightenment where you're like, this isn't for me. I want to do this earth story. Yeah. I mean, so it was like the a gradual that, process. Uh, it was, it, it was like a process of discovery, but I think the first thing that made me question it, I was uh, that, uh, was that, you know, like I said, I was, had a really great job at a, um, uh, show in Vegas. I was like doing camera work, but it was like mind numbingly easy. I was like on my phone on Instagram and I just like memorized where everything was. So I was like not challenging myself at all, but I thought I was the shit because I was like making a lot of money. And I was like also partying a lot in college and it was like approaching, uh, you know, six months from graduation. And I just found myself getting like having to step outside five, 10 times during a party. Like, and I'm like breathing. I'm like, <laughs> heavily. I'm like, what, like, what is going on? Like, usually <laughs> I, I'm, I'm like loving this, talking to everybody, you know, pretending to be cool. And, uh, and I just had this, um, this moment where things started to just get turned on their head and mm. I, I just wasn't, wasn't comfortable anymore in, in a life that I thought I loved. And it took me a little while to like figure out, Hey, like what's, what's going on here. And, uh, yeah, when I did, uh, it was, yeah, like I said, taking that, that first solo trip. So yeah, it was a gradual process. I don't think there was any like specific moment that, um, made me really like flip everything around, but, um, it's just like paying attention and just being mindful of like, you know, what you're going through, what you're feeling and, uh, knowing that like something, there is something else always out there. Like even now I'm probably, I'm never going to give up earth story, but you know, whatever path you're on, the direction always changes and you got to be mindful of it. Like you got to watch, watch where you're stepping, you know, can't get swept away in, in, in distractions, which are very easy, mm -hmm. but, uh, it always changes. And yeah, for me, it's just yeah. about like paying attention. Mm. Yeah. I think that's important. It's the aspect of change. Cause we live in an ever changing world. This is, that's the, that's the, the whole world that we live in is like, there's, it's a, uh, it, it doesn't stop, you know, there's always new situations, new paradigms that you can get yourself sucked into. And I think if you're just okay with change, uh, that's important. It's like being um, at a state where it's like change, changeless change, like, you know, that you could totally give up the, the entire paradigm that you're on right now and just completely jump ship and go and do something else. And that's okay. And mm -hmm. I think that's a whole getting back to what we talked about before about fear. That's, that's a part of being fearless is just being okay with just, just, you know, taking life, uh, how, it, how it comes and just kind of, um, 
rolling with the punches and <laughs> just being able to switch up because that is the problem is, is I think at least speaking from personal experiences, I, uh, for me, I've always wanted stability. I think that's what a lot of people want. We want some kind of stability because stability somewhat translates to safety and we all want to be safe. Everybody wants mm -hmm. to be safe and not get hurt. Right. Um, but I think that's just an illusion. I don't think like safety and, and stability can be easily swept up from you at any second. And we all saw that this year with uh, the pandemic, like uh, the, I think it was a wake up call for people to be like, oh, this isn't, this is, this world isn't as, uh, as stable as I thought it was. And um, yeah, what was I, what I'm trying to get at? I'm, I'm trying to say, it's just an important aspect of anybody's being to be able to handle change and just go with change. And that's kind of like being in the flow in the way in the Tao of life is just mm -hmm. being able to ride to and fro with um, whatever is going on in your life. Everybody's different, but if you just don't resist the change, I think it can make you a lot happier. I mean, it makes me a lot happier. That's for sure. Like that's a huge realization that I come to. It's like, well, I don't really, I'm not going to try and resist and go this way or this way and kind of just um, go with my intuition, go with the flow and just listen to, listen to the part of myself that isn't necessarily the voice in my head, if that makes sense. It's the, mm -hmm. it's the part of me that sends messages that goes beyond words and that tells me like, I should do this. I should reach out to X person or say some, I don't know, you know, like do certain motion, just do something different with my life. Like take a certain action that goes beyond that, that, um, Anthony Bourdain devil on your shoulder <laughs> that's telling yeah. you like, you know, you shouldn't do this or you're a bad person or you're not worthy of doing X or Y or Z and just kind of knowing it's there, but also listening to, like I said, that I think it's intuition is the word I'm looking for. It's just being able to listen to that, that silent messenger that we all have. It's a great guide. And if you follow that guide, it'll, it'll lead you to happiness and purpose. And who doesn't want that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Intuition is such a massive part of, uh, of life. Yeah. I mean, for me, it's like, yeah, definitely. Um, uh, I'm a pretty, uh, pretty big into Taoism myself and find it like the only philosophy, um, just cause it encapsulates everything that, uh, allows me to like make some sense of the world. Mm -hmm. And just the fact that like the world doesn't have to make sense. It just is. And, yeah. uh, I, I can accept, accept that. Mm -hmm. Um, but, um, yeah, it's, it's an interesting, uh, it feels like riding some sort of like line between two rifts, you know, like having this manifestation, working hard mindset, but also have that Wu Wei, if you're familiar with the term Wu Wei, the uh, mindset of inaction, of action through inaction, and mm -hmm. just like letting things happen uh, as they do, or, you know, letting, just riding that wave, riding the flow. And so... Yeah, it's been, uh, I mean, it sounds like a paradox and it, like, it feels like one in my head, like striving really, really hard for things, but at the same time, like, yeah, just going with the feelings that, uh, that come up that feel natural. And I think mm -hmm. that's the biggest thing is like, don't, don't get in your own way. Like, don't let that voice inside your head get in the way of you as a human, but don't let the human that's easy at justifying comfort uh, cling on to like intuition 
uh, as an excuse to not do something. And mm. I find myself like kind of tipping to, to both sides, um, especially, especially the past few years. Mm-hmm. And so that's, that's been a, that's been a journey recently. Yeah. I know what you mean by that. Like you don't want to be too much of a hippie. <laughs> uh, exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but then you also yeah. don't want to be too much of like a workaholic. So you have to be right. somewhere in the middle. Right. Right. Yeah. It's a balancing yeah, you, act. You don't, you don't want to find yourself uh, storming the Capitol uh, wearing a Buffalo skin and uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you're here to liberate the country or maybe you do. I don't know. I'm not going to judge you. <laughs> yeah. But I'm somebody, not into uh, that, but yeah, maybe if somebody else <laughs> just don't hurt anybody. Yeah. Don't hurt anybody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mm. It's um, yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's interesting. I uh, like, I've always considered myself a, a highly like spiritual person, whatever that word means now. And like seeing stuff like that uh, in, in the news or just like, you know, and like whether or not anybody out there like believes in um, one conspiracy theory or all of them, like I think in the spiritual community, there's a lot of different, uh, not necessarily tribes forming, but like you're seeing people with, with very, very out there ideas. And it's like, at least for me, force myself to like, look at that and be like, what, like, what part of that is me? Because I considered myself as part of that group, you know, festivals and, and hippies and psychedelics, which I love all of those. And, um, it's been interesting to like disassociate myself from being a hippie or being a festival kid or, you know, spiritualist being a meditator. I meditate every day, but I, I kind of realized I don't want to be known as like a, a meditator or like, I don't want to have any particular identity, even with travel. Yeah. Like I talked about that in that, uh, 2020, um, 20 lessons video. And I was like, yeah, the identity thing is, it, it can be really problematic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know what you mean because like, uh, you want to be known for your work, right. Rather than your practice in a way. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I, I I don't know. I mean, definitely the work, but I would say like more of just, uh, I don't ever want to like put myself into a box where like, oh, okay, yeah. like, Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm doing this because, uh, you know, I believe in this particular set of beliefs and mm-hmm. the, ever since traveling, like, you know, I guess being a more left-leaning, like open-minded, uh, whatever that means to <laughs> kind <laughs> of person, uh, in the beginning, like put me at odds with a lot of people that I was like talking to. And then when I decided like, you know what, I'm just going to like, yeah, in that case, go with the flow and um, just listen to people and not really like worry about talking about what I think or what I believe. And uh, I found my, my beliefs were changed so much more rapidly. Like when I just listened and mm-hmm. listened to a lot of different kind of kinds of people uh, and yeah, just like felt, yeah, felt a lot more free to explore or talk or, uh, you know, just explore thoughts. Mm-hmm. So you meditate every day? Yeah. Yeah. At least, um, at least 10 minutes, 10 That's minutes awesome. every day. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, I, I don't know. I don't know if it's doing anything, but I like it. <laughs> so exactly. That's, that's the only thing you need to know. It's not really doing anything. I think if you do something to get something out of it, then you're missing the point. Yeah. You know? Yeah. There's uh yeah, it's so, yeah, it's just so serene. So like puts me in such a zenful state. Oh, actually, and, um, this is, I wanted to talk to you about um, your isolation tank video in okay. your journey with that, because uh, I think that's actually how I discovered your videos. Uh, oh, really? I don't know. It was one of the first ones that I've watched, and 
um, I used to be a, I used to do it once a week too. And, and uh, you, you did it weekly, right? Uh, it was, it was a little bit more, um, than once a week. I think it was like every like five days or, or somewhere between that for like a month. Mm -hmm. Um, what did you, all right. So what was your first experience like with it? And, or just, can you describe like how the isolation tank, uh, helped you or, you know, kind of insights you got from it or just anything about it really? Yeah. Well, so the first thing it destroyed my hair because of the the salt content, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, that, that is, that's worth it. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I would say that like having, uh, that regular floating experience, um, you just, you can just like go so much, so much deeper. Like once your body kind of like settles into that experience and like you're doing it week after week after week, I found myself going to like places that I never knew or I forgot even existed. And so, uh, are you allowed to talk about drugs on your podcast? 100%. Anything goes. Cool. Cool. Yes. So yeah, this is beautiful about the independent creation. So yeah, I was like sober for, whatever. Hell yeah. I was <laughs> sober for like all, uh, every time except the last. And I kind of like did that by design and I like did a lot of ketamine, um, on that very last float. And yeah, I was just like remembering things from when I was five years old or seven oh. years old that I I mean, I, I can't remember the last time I remembered it or if I had at all, it was just, uh, it was incredible. I, I think I lived through my entire life, um, obviously with a much different time perception, but, um, you know, just like relived everything and, uh, just came to such a, I don't know, deep and like personal place within my own being. And, and the ketamine was really, uh, I mean, I know a lot of people use it for trauma and PTSD therapy. And, um, everyone carries some sort of trauma and, uh, and PTSD within them from childbirth, even yeah. I would say, mm -hmm. uh, and or so that past was lives. Like, <laughs> past lives. Yeah. yeah, yeah Who knows? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> lives in other dimensions, uh, concurrent lives. Yeah. <laughs> if, exactly. we're, if we're getting past time. Yeah. <laughs> um, it was, yeah, it was, it was just so crazy to, to like see my entire life from a third party perspective, uh, that last, that last float. And that was your last one. You did you decide like you didn't need any more? So like you got the message and you hung up the phone. Uh, no, no. I mean, I would totally do it again. Um, <laughs> I, unfortunately, I think they're all closed right now because yeah, because probably of the pandemic. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, no, that was just how it worked out. Like I, I traded that video for uh, just being able to float um, for all those times uh, in that like month uh, span, and they got the the video out of it, basically like promoting their their flotation therapy center. That's awesome. So, yeah. What do you what think was your experience? Oh man. Um, I don't know, man. It was, uh, so the first few times for me were hard to get used to physically and actually let go because it's just a weird feeling to have no feeling, <laughs> you know, it's a, it's a weird sensation that nobody's used to, to, kind of almost be in space to not have that to be able to fully let go all tension in your body with no contact is a very it seems it's very simple and it seems like a simple process but to actually fully let go like tension in your neck and shoulders and be able to just um disconnect from our senses um it took me probably maybe two or three times and then on the third or fourth time I got to that point of just like complete. And I think you said it in your videos, like the closest thing to coming to death. 
And I, was, and I said that in my head, I'm like, well, is this what it's like possibly <laughs> to be dead? And I'm like, might be. I'm like, no, it seems peaceful. And then from there, I was like, well, I'm going to just like, if it's peaceful, if it's this peaceful, I can't really be scared. So it honestly, it sounds morbid, but it kind of made me more comfortable with the idea of um, a, a death that is the void in a way. Um, even though I don't necessarily believe in that, but like just that, that peace that comes along with it really gave me a, a sense of, um, I don't know, just a, a different perspective to view my existence. And it seems so simple to just float in a saltwater bath, right? You're like, what, what are you talking about? But it, it is, John C. Lilly was on something, man, when he when because, all right, so the truth lies beyond our five senses, right? The, the unspeakable truth that we can all agree on, the, the collective unconscious, that kind of lies beyond concept, that lies beyond our senses. It's something that connects us all, that goes beyond anything that I could ever say, write, or show you, but it's there at all times. Like it's something that connects me and you. And it's something that we can reach. We, everybody can reach that kind of state. And it's like, I, I always like to say, you open the door, um, and then once you open the door, you don't close it, right? It's kind of like a realization, something that you know that we're all one, right? Cliche saying, but it's true. But in, for, in my opinion, in order to reach that state, um, it's not something that I can just go, okay, I'm there. Unless maybe you take large amounts of ketamine or <laughs> some kind of psychedelic substance in a way. But either way, you have to you have to do something in order to get to that kind of state of mind, right? So float tanks allow you to 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 dissolve the the one of the toughest boundaries to dissolve and that's our senses and like you know like it's hard to reach that interconnectivity and all is one kind of mindset if you're stuck in wanting to fulfill your your desire for your hunger or like a sexual desire or wanting to watch a tv show or fulfill some kind of need right in order to to come to that kind of um just something, I don't know what it is. It's, I guess you could say an awakening experience. I don't even want to dub it that though, or enlightening experience, but it's not, it's, it's more so than that. It's just kind of, it's like, ah, uh, it's it connected. It's feeling connected to the world and everybody else in the world and knowing that you're a part of this entire process. And it just, like I said, goes beyond words. It's just like feeling the magnitude of what your life really is. And it's a beautiful feeling that, like I said, you have to get there by certain means. And the, the float tank allows us to get there seemingly in a very quick amount of time in a, in a very effective method by simply like really like literally, and I don't know any other way, like getting rid of our senses, right? For the most part, like there's still like, you can feel the water, but it's like, the quickest way to sober or maybe unsober, put your mind in the void. And then once you can get into the void, you can explore the parts of your brain and your mind that are usually unexplored. And in order to be able to go into those uh, regions of our mind that are uh, usually untapped, we have to do crazy things like psychedelics or the float tank or whatever yoga tai chi or whatever it is uh, be creative like paint a picture or get in the zone when you're making a video whatever it is there's certain avenues and aspects and practices 
that allow us to touch upon that thing that it's like it's like this feeling of knowing that you're connected and i don't think you always have to be there and reside in that that state of feeling of that connectivity because i don't want because then if you're always feeling that feeling of interconnectivity um the game loses its pizzazz in a way so we have to have that separation but it's nice to be able to know that we can go there and other people can reach that state i was talking to somebody today and he called it the other world and i'm like it is i mean it it is kind of like another world like not physically but in our head it's like another world that we can touch upon that a lot of people don't even know it's there and it's not like another dimension where there's monsters coming out with two heads and just like forming i mean there is like that psychedelic aspect but it's more than that it's just knowing your place what it means to be a human being and the float tank ha allowed me to do that and it's just it's not really necessarily the float tank it, it's just meditation in general that allowed me mm -hmm. to do that the float tank is just a very effective way for meditation it's just like if there's an optimal way in my opinion to meditate it's it's the float tank and oh, yeah. um yeah i miss it i haven't done it in a long time i definitely need to get back into it because ultimately um if you want to just get rid of what the previous paragraph that i just said um the biggest thing that anybody can get from it is it's really relaxing <laughs> so relaxing, it's, it's yeah. it makes me just like i get out of it i'm just like the whole day i'm just chill and i just like yeah. <laughs> i'm like oh man life's good like i feel good physically mentally spiritually like it's just yeah. a really really good feeling other than you know the whole the whole far out woo woo aspect that i kind of touched upon it's just like yeah so it's therapeutic. No, and it's totally true though. You know, like, I mean, everything is connected and anytime you get those transcendental experiences to remind you, Hey, like you're, you're much more than just a body. It's mm -hmm. uh, yeah. I mean, it's, it's always incredible and it's uh, definitely what, what keeps me going uh, every day. But like, I think you're totally right about the void thing. Like there were so many times in the float tank that I was like, I don't even, I don't know if I'm sleeping or if I'm awake like I, I remember so many experiences where I, I, I forgot that I was even conscious, but I was still aware of that lack of consciousness. And it was, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was so confusing, but like in a, in a really, really awesome way. Mm. Yeah. I think it's okay to be confused. <laughs> you I know, it's the best place to be. Yeah. It's okay to not know. And yeah. that's kind of like when you go into your depths of your unconscious mind, you realize how much you really don't know about yourself and the world and anything else that's going on in your head. And you can either resist it or you can just be like me. And I'm just like, I look, I don't, my head, I don't know what's going on in there. <laughs> like, I'll, okay, I'll explore it and see what's going on. I might be a little uncomfortable with some of the things that we all, you know, we all got skeletons in our closet and, you know, like you said, repressed memories from childhood or trauma but we need to, in order to get over those things, confront that and things such as meditation and these practices or psychedelics, whatever it is, allow us to be able to confront those things, um, settle yourself with those things, forgive yourself, forgive whatever happened in your mind and move past it. And um, that's how we grow. If, but you're not going to get to that point of growth if you're just constantly 
sucked into this thing all day because this isn't this isn't up here this is out here we all need to go within to be able to create a better world it really starts with us it sounds corny and cliche but it does it's, it totally the, does it's the truth like change yeah. really comes from within and it starts with just disconnecting um and i sound like it sounds ironic because like you know whoever's listening to this right now is listening to the podcast but like honestly like if anybody's listening to this do yourself a favor and you know just try and disconnect put the electronics down for a little bit uh maybe read a book find a quiet corner do some guided meditation do you'll do yourself good and don't i think a lot of people too i'm guilty of it. i'm speaking from experience are are afraid of what's going on in their head and afraid of um these the unconscious demons that are are lurking that might tell us we're a bad person. It might tell us that you did something wrong or, you know, X, Y, and Z. When ultimately, when you go through these experiences, you realize that none of those demons that we hold or skeletons in our closet that we hold are going to hurt us, going to hurt our true being. Like there's nothing that can really ever hurt you, no matter how scary or daunting you think these thoughts are in your head. Um, that are telling you you're not worthy enough or you're, you can't do this. Um, those are just falsities, man. Like, uh, and you fully realize that when you go through experiences of the float tank and these transcendental things, because it shows us who we really are. We're, we're living in a time of amnesia where we don't know where we are because the outside world doesn't tell us who we are. When if we explore our inner mind and we see what we're not, we're not our thoughts. We're not these crazy ass. What are thoughts? I don't know. We're not, we're not, we're not them. I just know that like our true being, our true essence deep down is a lot greater. And my whole point to that is, um, yeah, like you have to take time for yourself to truly realize that. And I could say that, but no one would realize that just by my words. You, it's really an experiential, it's, an, it's something that is personal. It's a subjective truth that we can all reach, but it takes, it really takes work. It takes effort that you have to put into whatever it is in your being. I don't know. I can't say what yeah. it is for anybody else. Like it's different for everybody, but it starts yeah. with exploration, creativity, meditation, stuff like that. Definitely. Yeah. You got to take the time to explore, uh, why you're doing things and what's what's in there because i mean you might be scared of like the awareness of the skeletons in your closet but they're there regardless exactly and they're they're hurting you whether you think of them or not mm -hmm. so stop being uh you know don't sweep it under the rug just clean it up and uh accept it you know relive i mean that's the only way to clear trauma is you have to like acknowledge it relive it and release it and mm -hmm. uh, yeah, people, people are afraid to do that. I mean, I think everybody is, you know, it's like a, yeah. a defense, defense mechanism. Mm -hmm. And, uh, but the more we can like meet these experiences with courage and, uh, and just observing yourself as if from like an outside perspective and being sensitive to like anything that comes up and the emotions, uh, I don't know, it's worked for me, <laughs> worked for me so far. Yeah. I like how you say to observe yourself from an outside perspective, because that's a, it's a, it's a, um, it's like a, it's a, it's a way to essentially see yourself in a different light because that's all we really are. It's just a rep. <clears throat> we're just, I'm just a representation on a screen right now to somebody, to you. I'm just like an image. Um, but I have to like first go outside of my mind and see that other people are seeing me like that. And 
I think if, if you can approach your own life as the hero's journey, uh, you can create amazing life like that. You can, you can, you know, just, it's a, it's a way to put yourself in, like you said, make your life like, like a movie, make yourself the main character. Um, because that's what we're living, man. We're, we're living a story. It's like somewhere between a, a, a game, a story, uh, and on a play and in the play where the audience and the play at the same time. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. We're all of it. We're all of it. I mean, I, I know like, and this is such like an explicit example and uh, I, I do long sword fencing and the only way that you can get better is to film. It's like weightlifting or whatever, anything, right? Anything physical you film yourself, you watch your technique because you have no idea what you're doing in, you know, in that moment when you're trying to like spar with somebody and it's not until like seeing yourself physically from that, that third person perspective that you can like be like, Oh, okay. Like I see that I'm, I don't know. Uh, hitting too slow here or uh, not lifting my arms enough. And I think that's, that's the only way to, to really be able to like analyze and improve it, anything. Yeah. And so mm -hmm. it's something I try to bring into like every aspect of my life. You know, like I, I mean, I have, I have days that are like free flowing, but often I'll just like, I list everything down, you know, morning to nighttime, what I want to do. And if I'm not, meeting that or if i'm like choosing to do something else i'm like okay like why did the human troy uh decide to like skip his calendar and uh go watch a, a third youtube video or something and um yeah that's been pretty effective mm, it's a skill it really is it's like a superpower in a way to be able to do that yeah yeah i would say so yeah everything in <laughs> in, in life is a skill and it's always great to to build more skills like you're uh you're a night elf or something. <laughs> I always try and like gamify <laughs> everything, everything uh, in real life. And it's, it's just so fun to uh, just kind of think of like, Hey, like, where am I improving my stats or <laughs> learning new spells? Uh, you know, like how, how do we like our, our archetype of archetypify um, every aspect of, of our being. Mm. I don't know if you're like into like Jungian psychology or anything, but that's where like the hero's journey comes from. Right. Mm -hmm. and um hmm. there's this excellent book called uh king warrior magician lover and um, it kind of just dives into the archetypes of um you know one of the archetypes of, of these four primary uh masculine or feminine archetypes and and like how is that relating to your own life and i, I mean i definitely think like seeing uh seeing yourself and your fellow humans uh in the framework of archetypes or heroes or whatever you want to call them is like such a powerful way to to view life and i would wager that you wouldn't find yourself in or people wouldn't find themselves in as many positions that they don't want to be in obviously there is there is some major powers at play in the world um there's some people who are like seriously uh just stomped upon but uh i think putting everything in that framework especially living in, in the western world where we have like so much at our disposal um can lend a lot of power and kind of just like makes you question what's like what's my mission like you know mm. what is my ultimate mission as if uh i don't know i were frodo or harry <laughs> <laughs> yeah well you're troy ozuna troy ozuna <laughs> hopefully we'll see what happens but hopefully we'll go down in history next to next to those names <laughs> <laughs> frodo <Yeah>. aragon 
there we go skywalker and Choyozuna. Yeah. yeah oh wow <laughs> i don't i don't think i'm worthy to to be up there with them actually on second thought it just sounds weird <laughs> we'll see we'll yeah, see we'll man see. we'll see well i mean i don't really i mean have anything else to ask you um i think that's a good point to end it on do you have anything else you'd like to get off your chest with this hmm uh yeah i mean you know just uh reach out to whoever's listening, reach out to your fellow humans. You know, uh, we all have so much work to do emotionally, uh, when relating to other people and, um, and there's like so much power in just, just being kind, listening to people as best as you can and, uh, being kind to yourself too. That's mm -hmm. like the biggest thing. Don't be too tough on yourself. That's where it and, starts. Uh, and watch earth story, youtube.com uh, slash earth story or just type in Earth Story into the search bar and it should be the first channel that pops up. Definitely, man. I'll put everything in the description for anyone that's listening. And uh, yeah, I appreciate you coming on. This was pretty cool. You're a cool guy. Keep doing your Thank thing. Thank you, bro. Keep Thank fighting you so a good fight. And uh, yeah, keep spreading the vibes. I love it, man. Yeah, you as well, man. Keep keep up the good work. Thank you for having me on. It was, uh, it was an honor. I appreciate it. Thank you, Troy. I appreciate it. And uh, yeah, I hope all is well in your... Well, what's what's next for Troy? Wait, what's what do you got next planned? Yeah, so I'm gonna go to New Zealand and well, New York City for uh, I think a month. Andrew Yang uh, announced his uh, mayoral run, so I want to go to NYC uh, for June uh, when the primaries start and help out with that campaign. I'm a huge believer in universal basic income, and I think that will unlock so much creativity with people. So mm -hmm. um, I'm willing to try something new, even if it crashes the economy. Whatever, uh, <laughs> but. Uh, <laughs> the, the main thing is I'm moving to New Zealand for, uh, I think, at least three years because I want to go uh, be on the stunt team for the Lord of the Rings show, which is why I'm practicing That's sword great. choreography and, and fighting. And uh, after that, who knows? But never know where life will take you. <laughs> That's Yeah, honestly, you never know. Just got to go with the flow, man. Go with the flow. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I wish you luck in your Lord of the Rings endeavor, man. Thank you, bro. I appreciate it. My uh, nine-year-old self would would uh, would really be proud. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. All right, man. Well, yeah. Uh, thanks again, and uh, yeah. Peace out. M appreciate much it. Much love, buddy. Thank you.